don't know. <laughs> Different qualities of milk. <laughs> what is it with you and milk? <laughs> I love milk. Dude. Remember when <laughs> me too, but remember when That's we were coming stuff. up with the name for this podcast and you're like we should call it the Milkmen or the some milk fucking milk stupid milk. ass shit like that. I'm gonna milk you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Gaming Effect. We're here with episode 14. I am your co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. I am Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And it has been a long time, guys. We have not been back on the podcast for almost two months. Has it been Uh, two months? Dude, it has. Uh, The last time we released an episode was, I think, December 8th, and that was our uh, Dark Souls episode. And uh, which, by the way, guys, thank you for the support on the Dark Souls episode, because it actually ended up becoming like one of our top episodes. Oh, Uh, yeah, I was very surprised. Um, I think it's in the top three or top five, maybe the top Um, five percentile of podcasts. (laughs) I wish that would be awesome. But no, uh, (laughs) top five of our podcast of statistically anyway. Um, But. I do want to say thank you for being patient with us. Uh, a lot's happened in the last couple months that uh, kept us from recording and doing a lot. And uh, so we thank you for your patience and appreciate you guys still being here if you are. Um, it, it's been it's been a while. So what yeah. uh, what have you been up to? Well, um, what have I been up to? So when what do you know, like the date that we the last podcast kind of went up? I think it was roughly. December 8th. December. Wow, it was like beginning of December. Yeah, it's like I said, it's been almost two months, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. It doesn't feel like that long ago. It does, but, but it yeah. doesn't. When I, I when think I... it's because like we we do we stream like Dragon Quest Ten together on like Saturday mornings, and it feels like we're doing a podcast then. Too, yeah, because we're always like bullshitting about stuff. So well, yeah. I think the other thing too is like it does feel like it's been a long time, just because like if I don't record something, I get like the itch. Mm-hmm. And then if if sometimes pl- if yeah. yeah if plans get pushed back, like it gets annoying to me, and I start like yeah. getting anxious about it, and I'm like, got to record, and then something comes up, and then yeah, you know, but you w- can't force it either, right? Right. Well, the problem is yeah. that like there for a while, the reason why we weren't recording was because you know you were getting sick, or I was getting sick. Yeah, that was like, kind of like end of December. It was like that, right? And Definitely. then like my wife was getting sick, or my son was getting sick, and it's like. We were kind of a revolving door of sickness in this household. And, like, obviously, when my wife's sick, like, I've got to take care of the kid by myself. Yeah. And that doesn't leave a lot of time to record because depending on when he goes to bed and everything else. And it just it it didn't really work out for our schedule to be recording. And, unfortunately, yeah. it just kept getting pushed back. And even we were, like, minutes away from recording last week. And yeah. Well, even, like, yeah, it was, like, Wednesday. And yeah. Then- yeah. Well, oh yeah, a couple days ago, actually, mm-hmm. not even last week. Uh, a yeah, couple days yeah. ago, we were minutes from recording, and like I messaged you, and I was like, "Dude, it ain't gonna work tonight." Like, unfortunately, like it's just not gonna work. But uh, we are here tonight, so we're we're making progress. Perfect. But, yeah. Um, but you uh, you're training for for a tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
So it's kind of a, a bit of a story, I guess. Uh, so December 8th, you said, was roughly when. So Dragon Quest Monsters the Dark Prince came out in December. So, I mean, I've been playing the shit out of that. We I finished that, did all the post-game stuff. I made a ton of videos on it. So if you guys are looking to get into the game and you got questions about it or anything like that, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dukey03. I got a ton of videos that'll help you out. And if you have any questions, just comment anywhere and I'll do my best to help you out um but yeah played the shit out of that it was a fantastic game um i then it was i think this it would have been like december 27th i want to say we got kind of notified about a kickboxing tournament that i was going to or i signed i put my name in for and i literally like found out about it as we were like driving to my in-laws for for Christmas and I told my wife and she was like really and I was like yeah and she was like all stressed out she like doesn't want me to tell her when I'm like fighting and stuff because to her it's just stressful right well right and she doesn't want you to get hurt and everything else so yeah yeah so I started the but the thing is so that that tournament we only found out about eight days in advance before like eight to ten days before the tournament um so i put my name in for like 145 pounds and i at the, at the time of finding out about the tournament i was uh, i was 158 so i cut from 158 to 145 in about eight days and holy it, shit dude, yeah it sucked and not only that but like i completely lost all my cardio like I have surprisingly good cardio. My uh, my Muay Thai instructor is always like saying like you've got the best cardio in the in the dojo and stuff like that. And like I don't feel like I do. Like I don't run or anything. I'm just very like like when I'm there, I'm always like very active and stuff. And I just I don't know. I don't get tired. But anyways, after cutting this weight, I was like getting gassed. Like I had never felt that before, where you're like sparring or training and you straight up get gassed and you're just fucked. I've never felt that until that time. So anyways, it ended up falling through. Um, I put my name in, but they didn't they didn't accept it because it was like too late. And I was like waiting to hear back, waiting to hear back. And then and it, it sucked because I like cut I cut that much weight, right? And I, I wanted to I wanted to fight on that in that tournament. So then anyways, um uh that ends. I go back to like regular training, and then I think it was like two one or two weeks after that. Uh, we got word of another tournament. Um, I reached out to the people putting it on and uh, asked if I could put my name in, and they accepted. And there's like a whole group of us from the dojo now that are going to be competing in the tournament. And it's February 24th. I'll be doing a kickboxing tournament. So up until probably last week, fight camp was going really good. I'm back down to 145. Uh, way too early, but whatever. I The nice thing is... Uh, we found out it, like two months in advance, basically like a month and a half, say in in advance. So I started cutting weight again, and uh, I got to cut a little slower, uh, and I didn't lose my cardio. Like I'm I'm uh, like this morning I weighed up weighed in at like one forty four point eight or something like that, and I kept my cardio this time. So now at least I know that if I don't cut in if I don't cut like a hundred and fucking thirteen pounds in. Or 113 pounds. If I don't cut 13 pounds in uh, in like eight days, I'll be fine. Like my cardio will. will well, I think be the fine. thing is too: the earlier you're at that weight, 
the more you can get conditioned to being Used it that to. way. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like when I would lose weight for a, like a wrestling meet or something like that when I was in high school, like you would feel drained that day because you like, we used to do shit like sitting, we, I'd wear like, and stuff. I'd wear like three sweatshirts and three pairs of sweatpants mm. and sit in front of a heater and spit in a bottle. Like yeah. that's the amount of like dedication we had. And like, you know, I would, my routine of eating would be like barely eating anything in the morning. Then after practice at the end, like I would eat lunch, but it wouldn't be very much. And then I would mm-hmm. go to practice and we would do like hallway runs forever. We would do stairs. Then we'd go to practice. And uh, some days we would do strength training after that. Well, then we would get off out of the off practice. And my, my buddy and I that lived in the same town, uh, we would ride over to the gas station after, after practice, get like a strawberry milk. And that was like my post-workout drink or whatever. And that was just so I could make weight. And the problem was, is like, I would get to a meet or whatever and be right at my weight, drained. but feel so fucking drained. But the great yeah. thing was, is that like my mom went to a lot of my meets, so she would bring me like a Subway Bags sandwich oh, yeah. and a bunch of Gatorade and water and stuff and get me like replenish and everything else. So by the time that like my actual match rolled around, because sometimes like you'd weigh in and then your match wouldn't be for like an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. And that it's not much time in the grand scheme of things, but when you're trying to like replenish, it can feel like like very much needed time. Oh yeah. And once I got to a point where I was constantly at my weight class weight, it was really nice because then I didn't have to worry about feeling that way anymore and I could actually like my cuts weren't as bad. Like I might yeah. be I might be a pound or two over. At yeah, that point. exactly. And then we might not have a wrestling meet for like a week or two, and I can safely do it, and I'm still feeling like I'm at that weight. Like two pounds is nothing. Yeah. Over the course of like two weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. but 13 pounds in eight days is a it lot. It was so fucking brutal. I get, dude. Th- I, I get. That. I was like basically having like one meal a day, and like yeah, yeah. And like now, now I think because of that, like my stomach shrunk. So it kind of helps because like I uh, I don't eat like as like I get full a lot earlier, so it's easier to maintain like this one forty five. I would say like probably my natural weight now would be like probably like one forty eight. If if I like was just to like eat normal now, I think I would sit around one forty eight. But mm-hmm. yeah, so but anyways, and then uh, last week I uh, I got my my toe all fucked up. I sent you the kind of the pictures there. And, and so I took it easy last week and then I went back to training this week and it's been just miserable. Like Wednesday night was just fucking, I just couldn't get anything going. Like I felt like I was doing shitty. I had uh, one guy tell me that I wasn't doing shitty, but I think he was just trying to be nice. And then uh, tonight I was doing good, doing good. And then my whole thing is like, if, if the, if, if I'm trying not to kick with my right leg, right. Cause if I, if I impact with that toe it's just fucked right are you are you right or left dominant um so i'm i'm orthodox like i'm i'm like left hand forward right hand back but because i did karate for so long um i i do most of my kicking with my left leg dang fuck and uh and because i'm always injuring my right leg i do most of my kicking off my left but if if that if it's open if somebody opens up on 
the I guess their left side, but my right side, I'm I'm I just like instinctively take it right, right. And so I I blasted this dude twice in the leg, and I was like fuck because I like the first one landed like kind of like the I guess if this was my toe, it landed like here, so like my toe hit, which like if it's not injured, it's normal. Like I right. do that all the time. And then I was like, ow, fuck. And then we kept going. And then he opened it. And then, and then he like wasn't checking my kick. So then I doubled. I kind of doubled. And then I was like, fuck. I think it's fucked. Well, and the, the problem is too, like, especially with like it being a big toe. I know if I hurt my toe in wrestling, it hurt to plant. Like, oh, to, yeah. To, like, is anything. And it, it yeah, any like movement. Every, yeah. It affects everything. Yeah. It sucks. And then, so I can't throw front kicks off my right leg which i don't all the time anyways but it's really hard like sparring injured is not probably smart and i keep doing it now because like i need to get rounds in right so that so that when the tournament comes around i'm ready for whatever but it's it sucks because like i'm i'm losing like a very valuable like part of my my game right so yeah it sucks (laughs) right and i i feel you because it's like I I didn't have many injuries during wrestling, but I had, like, a few. Mm-hmm. And most of them were, like, foot-related. Yeah. So, anytime... And you your in- feet... Anytime it's your feet, it's just, like, everything's thrown right. off. Right. Everything's it, fucked. Well, well, yeah. And, like, you can't you can't walk right. You can't, like, mm-hmm. put pressure right. Like... Wearing shoes hurts yeah, right now. Yeah. And, and wrestling shoes are tighter. Oh, yeah. So... I forgot you wear shoes in wrestling. Yeah. And it sucks. And And, like... The worst part is like if you go to pin somebody, you're you're on like the tips of your feet, trying. Oh to, yeah, trying I to guess, hold, hey? like, trying to yeah, plant yeah. and hold that pin. And the problem with that is if you got a fucked up toe, it will just devastate your foot. Like it just feels uh, horrible. Yeah. So I I feel you. Like it's it so can be. I'm gonna take. I think a rough. Good, I think I'm gonna take like ninety percent of next week off. Go back Friday and hopefully it's healed up by then. Yeah, hopefully. But other than that, I've been playing. I I beat uh, Dragon Quest One. Um, I'm balls deep into Final Fantasy One Pixel Remaster. Um, the whole plan on the YouTube channel right now is going to be to uh, go through each Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy game, kind of like individually, and then like review, compare, and contrast them. So I'm gonna compare like uh, Dragon Quest One versus Final Fantasy One, but the most modern version of each game. So I'm gonna be going through, and then I'll do Final Fantasy two versus Dragon Quest two, and so on. So watch them like shadow drop the new HD remasters or whatever of Dragon Quest one through three, and make your videos obsolete. Oh, they probably will. Well, because they are doing, they're working on that Dragon Quest three HD two D. So I'm kind of hoping it's out before I get to Dragon Quest three, but I doubt it because I I'm kind of cruising, man. I thought about uh, actually picking up the Pixel remasters for the PlayStation because. Uh, I've heard the platinums are pretty like standard for those, and they're okay. they're you can do them in like one playthrough, which we'll get to this in a little bit. But I've been doing platinum runs yeah. on games lately, and I've been wanting to do games that only have one playthrough because I'm kind of gearing. Hate when you have to do more yeah. than one playthrough. To get well, I'm kind of I'm kind of gearing up towards Dark Souls Platinum, uh, and that one will take at least I think two and a half playthroughs. Um, so I'm kind of holding off on that one until I'm in the mood for that. Wow. Um, Sekiro wasn't so bad because you can save scum. 
Uh, oh, you can, you can oh, yeah. use the PlayStation's like upload save cloud data to thing. the cloud thing to like once you get an ending, you end it and then like you reload the save at that point and you can use another ending and then you can reload oh, it, do another ending. Nice. But, but yeah, usually multiple yeah. playthrough trophies suck ass. Right. Or oh, missable. Missables suck. Right. But if, if you're following a trophy guide, missables aren't so bad. But then the second playthrough stuff sucks. Yeah. See, I play those games like so I've played Elden Ring like six times and I never yeah. platinumed it because I always just played to play it. Well, yeah. this last time, the sixth time I played it, I followed a guide like to the letter so that I could just platinum it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it. it I always play the first playthrough of those games or any game uh, without a guide. And then mm-hmm. if I if I decide, like, I've gotten enough trophies that I'm like, okay, I want to do a second playthrough, but I want to just square away the trophies I have left, I will yeah. I will do it that way. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've heard the, the uh, PlayStation versions have a pretty decent platinum for all six uh, Pixel remasters, so I'm thinking about picking those up again. I've been enjoying the first one. It's been really good. I I turned on four times EXP at the start, and I kind of wish I didn't because it's yeah. like too much. I'm like super over leveled right now. But well, and the thing is, I guess if you're playing them like to trophy hunt, doing the cheats and stuff would be fine. Yeah. But if you're playing it to like play the game, yeah, then yeah, yeah it probably wouldn't be. It it's nice like if you're just trying to like experience the story again or something like that like if you right. played through it but right so um, yeah oh I'm streaming on YouTube now too guys yeah. so if you're not on Twitch check out my YouTube channel youtube.com/dukey03 if you want to hang out while I play classic uh Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy games it's mostly what I've been playing lately sounds good um by the way I do want to give a um Shout out to Kyle, who's been really uh, watching our podcast a lot, and uh, um, he has commented on stuff lately. If I could log into my and that what is it, Wiz catches lightning. That dude's always commenting too. Yeah. So, just want to. Uh, I think we are going to do like a Q and A for episode fifteen too. So, if you guys have any questions, maybe post them in the comments here. In this in this uh, podcast, trying to find the okay. Kyle, Kyle commented on our Dark Souls episode. Uh, my first one was Bloodborne. It started my Souls obsession and really showed me what I'm capable of. And just like Alex, I now mo- play most games on hard. Yeah, I that's that's the one thing that's that I've had come about with me playing the Souls games is that now I play them all on hard. So it's cool that that those have had that effect on you as well, Kyle. And uh, again, thank you for commenting on the podcast yeah, episode sure. um, on the Spotify app. Um, that reminds me guys, don't forget we are on Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud for now. Um, and Pornhub. Uh, yeah, Pornhub, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever random, but you gotta have Pornhub gold. To watch yeah, true. Stuff. Yeah. You have to be a subscriber on Pornhub gold. Too. We only do butt stuff, right? Well, ear stuff too, but that's part of our OnlyFans also. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus Christ, my family <laughs> watches. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but we appreciate it, guys, for watching on all the platforms and stuff and liking and sharing. It, it means a lot to us. And I know it's been a while, but we appreciate you. So 
you kind of gave me us a little bit of what you've been playing or whatever. Are there any new yeah. games coming out that you're excited for? Um, I would say probably like if the if the Dragon Quest three HD two D actually comes out this year, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited to get more news on Dragon Quest twelve. I think that would be uh, something that hopefully happens soon. And then um, Yakuza eight or like a Dragon eight, whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm excited for it, but I don't know when I'm gonna play it because I, I got wealth. all these. I got all yeah, I got all yeah. these like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest games. I want to kind of re replay through again. So. Yeah, I've I've been playing uh like a dragon guide and the man right, with the racist name. Saying, it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good so far. I thought you said man with the racist name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. So uh are you excited for that new Akira Toriyama game, or is it just something that you're not like? Oh, even... is it is it called Sandland? Yeah, Sandland or Sandworld or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sandland. So I read the manga like a long fucking time ago. Oh, actually. it's a manga? Yeah, it was originally a manga. Oh, see, I didn't uh, know that. It was like shortly after like Dragon Ball Z kind of like ended the uh, the Sandland manga. And the main character, I believe his name was like Beelzebub. He's like a little devil guy. And it was fucking pretty cool, actually. So I probably won't play it, but it looks good. If you're into like, I think it, it's like an open world kind of actiony style action adventure game. So if you're into those games, I recommend checking it out. I mean, the, the story was really good, like of the manga and stuff. So yeah, it's weird that it's getting a manga and then maybe it's or it's getting a game, but like not an anime. It's always weird when they jump straight to video game instead of. Yeah. anime but maybe it is getting an anime now but it's been so long like it's old now so old old manga now i so we we kind of gave an update on what you've been doing gaming wise i however have been completing games a lot uh it's january 26th and i have six platinums on video games already um, that's crazy i know i've completed sekiro platinum uh high on life it's that game by the guys that made rick and morty um okay i platinumed let's see what else did i platinum um ufc5 uh oh really yeah it doesn't have like online trophies? it does it does and i those were obviously like the worst fucking ones yeah they usually i i just like don't even attempt to because yeah the they were stuff is so bad they were they were fucking terrible like i i it they weren't i don't know sometimes they you can cheese your way to victory though yeah they weren't bad but it was mostly like I had to fight the same, like, I think the worst part was probably the grind of them. Mm. Um, cause you have to prestige a, uh, Oh, a moot, like a, a like a your, moot? no, your, your fighter. Oh yeah. So it's like, you have to prestige your fighter and that fighter has to like, you have to get to a thousand skill points and to get to a thousand skill points is, it's it's rough like it takes a lot of fights especially if you lose a lot like it can take forever but uh yeah i think that was probably the worst grind i've had besides the sekiro platinum the sekiro platinum fucking drained my soul like it was just it was fun the only thing that i didn't like about it was the uh um 
skill points thing because you had to like you had to get the skill points to finish out like the tree or whatever and once you finish out the tree you get a trophy for it for getting all the skills um let's see so oh so you had to fill out the whole skill tree right and there's five skill trees that you have to finish and some of them are smaller than others so there's not like a lot of skills oh and then the last skill tree is like a combination of all the skill trees there's like a special move that you get for completing the skill trees that you only get in that bracket right so um that one was uh that one was a little rough not gonna lie um I got the platinum for this is gonna be funny, but SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Hey, I heard that. I I remember people loving the original game. Like, yeah, the, back it, when it came out, it wasn't that bad. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, let's see, what else did I get the platinum on? Uh, I said Eternites already. I don't think you did. <laughs> okay, well, Eternites is another one. I got. <laughs> I got the platinum on. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think because I... I don't get platinums on very many games. Like, it's got to be a game that I absolutely love, and the platinum can't take, like, a whole lot of effort. Like, I think I got the platinum in Final Fantasy VIII, the the HD whatever version. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, here's here's my official list. Sekiro, oh, Sekiro, Eternites, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, High on Life, and UFC 5. I, I've i only got, like, yeah, so... I um, think I have 22 total Platinums right now. I'm going to go for the one for uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden before so, I Some of the Yakuza the ones one. are fucking grinding. Dude, I will probably not do any other Yakuza game unless it's, like, maybe 7. Because 7, I already have a lot of the trophies on. Yeah, same. And a, and a lot of the Yakuza games require like two or three playthroughs to get them yeah, all. Yeah, well, and there's so many mini games and stuff in them. Too, well, there's right? mini games. There's like side stories. Side out stories. The ass. You, like you have to complete all the side stories. You have to. I mean, mm. and I think some of them are missable. Like some of the yeah, side stories are. are are missable depending on where you're at in the story. And I'm not gonna fucking go through right yeah. like you'd have to follow a guide pretty much to the t and they're not they're big games man. they are big games even though like the area that they're in like they're not open world they're more sandbox so yeah. the the play area is really small but there's so much to do in them it's ridiculous yeah and you can go in like probably like i don't know like 40 30 to 40 percent of the buildings have something to do in right like the arcades the shops the like sometimes there's missions that take place inside of buildings you know what you know what sucks is like sega doesn't have any of their like 90s early 2000s arcade games available on like home console or like any gaming service but they're in yakuza but they're in yakuza so like the only way you can play some of these like classic sega arcade games is is by buying a Yakuza. yeah like i was playing sonic fighters today sonic the fighters you can get that on ps3 i have it on uh i also had i was also fun i was also playing virtua fighter uh was it viper fighter or pit vipers fighting vipers fighting vipers yeah yeah uh, there was a racing game and then there was another like driving game, but I don't remember what it was. It was almost like NASCAR. Um, oh, uh, Daytona USA, probably. 
I'm not sure. I'd have to look, but uh, you would know because it goes Daytona. No, I don't think it was. <laughs> um, and then the claw machines and stuff. So like they also added in like a Dragon Gaiden the uh, Master System. Oh, so, you can play a Sega Master System. Yeah, there's like a trophy for playing. I think six or ten games or something on the retro what? console. Yeah. Okay, maybe I have to get it now. Um, what games are? What I, games are? I don't know. In? I haven't. I haven't unlocked it yet. Oh, fuck me, dude. I love the Master System. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've just been platinuming games lately, and that's kind of guided what I've been playing. Um. Like I got the platinum for Elden Ring last year, right before the end of the year. Um. And a few others, so I'm up to 22 now. Uh, I got about partway through the Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage Platinum, mm. and I just got fucking frustrated with it. Oh, it's I, not, got this, I beat Spyro 1 It's uh, not in hard. collection. It's not hard, but it can be like kind of tedious and, and Ripto's Rage has a lot of like extra content. It like, does a lot. Because you get all the gems and then you gotta get all the orbs and then you gotta get all the they like keep adding stuff. And then once you get it all you get access to like this little carnival fair area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I actually got that when I was a kid. Like I hundred so, percent of that game. What's funny is the first game if you were to go back and put platinum trophies on the PlayStation Spyro one is the first game I would have ever actually platinumed. Like 100 percent Yeah, because in Spyro 1, you can actually get 120%. Oh, right! Yeah! And in, and in the original game... games used to show, like, what yeah. percent... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the original game on PlayStation 1, I had the 120%. So I would have actually gotten the Platinum Trophy back had then. existed. And now I have it actually on the PS4 version of it. Dude, you know what sucked? So the so Xbox 360 had uh, achievements right out of the gate, but the PS3 didn't have trophies until like a, a few years later. Yeah, and I remember beating like Metal Gear Solid 4 and like basically 100%ing Metal Gear Solid 4, and then it was like two or three years later they added trophies, and I was like, "Fuck me, man!" Because <laughs> like, because like you you'd have to like replay, and it's a big game. I've, yeah, I've never actually sat down and replayed that one. What's funny is like I never used to be into like completing games or like platinuming games or anything like yeah i would just play the story and maybe some of the side quests and stuff and then call it a day but yeah. i don't know what it was i don't know if like maybe it was i played uh south park um fractured but whole fractured and that was my hole. first that was my first ever platinum oh um, really really yeah um and then like i started getting platinums and i'm like eh, you know this is okay uh, like i got the oh, pers- go. i got the persona 5 royal platinum uh which only took one playthrough, um, oh, and then good. yeah, well, it should for being a hundred and thirty-five hour fucking game. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, but you can miss out on some things if you don't do them. They're very hard to miss, but you can oh, miss okay. them. There's like a time frame, like a time period. Right, that there's you have a to time frame. Um, but uh, mostly it's a pretty easy platinum. Um, but yeah, I just never got into a game so much that I loved it enough to platinum it. Right. There were just very few games like Ghost of Tsushima was one. Um Ooh, the spider be a, a lot of stuff. Too. It actually wasn't that bad. The grind oh, really? wasn't that bad. I still haven't played that game. I own it now. It's really good. It. It's really fucking good. Yeah, that's what probably I'm one of my I'm like f- a big samurai movie. It's fan, probably dude. one of my favorite games of all time. It is it is Damn. that good, dude. Um 
I got the platinum for Elden Ring, which is probably Sekiro and Elden Ring are probably my two. I would even add Bloodborne is probably my three most proudest platinums. Um, but yeah, I just never got into games as as much as a lot of these like trophy hunters and stuff do. And I don't know what clicked, but for some reason, I don't know if it was like Elden Ring or what it was, but something clicked. And now I've just been on a tear of completing games 100% before I move on to the next one. And I think for me, it's, it's, it's providing value in the game more so than the original oh, price yeah. tag. Um, you know, cause, cause games are so expensive that like, if you're buying a game and you're putting 10 hours into it and you paid $60 for it and then that's all you put into it, it's yeah. kind of, a, it's, I mean, that's $6 an hour. Yeah. You know, as Dude, opposed games to are like, $90 here. I, I know. It's fucking like, ridiculous. As opposed to if I put 60 hours into a game that's $60, I'm getting a dollar an hour. That's a good value. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I'm looking at it from the perspective of I'm paying now 70 to $80 for a game. Getting that I'm, Chinese sweatshop value out of yeah, your games. Yeah, I'm going to get my money's <laughs> worth out of that game. Whether, you know, like, okay, UFC 5. That is a game that you pick up and play for 10, 15 hours. You probably put it down because career mode's yeah. over. Unless you're like an online guy. And then you start another career in like yeah. seven months. I, yeah. I, I just did that with uh, UFC 4 like right. uh, a month or so ago. I started a new career that i've been just putzing away at right so it's like i've actually been getting value out of these games that i never would have gotten before like spider-man i i platinum every spider-man game from insomniac that comes out i have the platinum for the ps4 version of spider-man i have the platinum for the ps5 remaster i have it for miles morales and i now have it for spider-man 2 so any insomniac game that i like wolverine wolverine i'm going for the platinum like my two favorite Marvel characters ever have video games. I'm going for the fucking platinum. Yeah. Did you ever play the, was it PS3 Spider-Man or uh, X-Men games or, or fuck Wolverine game? Yes. It the, was really good. The movie tie-in one? Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, um, I don't even like those kind of games really, but it was, it was good. Um. My probably my my most proud platinum would be Metal Gear Solid Three, the HD remaster or whatever. Not like the new one, but the one on the PS3. That was I. That took a lot of time because you have to shoot all the the frogs and you have to beat it on European extreme difficulty. So if you get seen, it's game over. See, I want to super hard, man. I kind of want to try the Dishonored platinum. The problem with the Dishonored platinum is you have to play the entire game without ever getting seen. Yeah, that's how you're without without raising an alarm, without ever yeah. being seen, without I think there's one where you have to do like a pacifist run where you cannot kill any of your targets. Yeah, that was Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid Three had that as well. And I'm I like, can't remember if you could get a caution though. I think it, I can't remember if it was like you could get because you know you've played a Metal Gear game. Yeah, before, yeah, right? yeah. I played and one you, it recently. Goes caution before you get like alert. I can't remember if you were able to get caution or not even that. I can't remember, but there's if you also got alert, it was definitely game. Over. Yeah, it's funny because like when I was first starting my platinum runs, uh, like several months back, uh, I was actually going to use Metal Gear Solid as as my starting point for my like my platinum runs. Right, and I was gonna wait for the HD remaster because I was like, well, I started playing. 
the first one on an emulator. And then I, I found out that the new ones were coming out soon. So I was like, well, I'll just get the HD remasters and just go for the platinum on there. And that will start my, my run of platinums. Well, I heard they weren't very good. Yeah, I I watched some reviews and stuff on them, and like the frame rate was weird, and like oh really the the version of Metal Gear Solid One was like the PAL version, so it was like oh why do they do that? It was like fifty hertz, and there was like some weird like glitchy stuff going on with it, and like get them get the PS3 ones, man. I think you could probably just get yeah. them on the and it's like store. they didn't even swap the versions of two and three they were literally just like copy and paste from the xbox 360 versions really so i'm like what is the fucking point like i was so disappointed in that i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm not even gonna buy these games like fuck it you know so i didn't end up playing them but i was like you know i kind of wanted to replay all three of those games yeah but then then i found out it was basically just the same version as the ps3 and xbox 360 version so i was like eh I'm good. Yeah, I heard it's even shittier than those versions. Yeah, it, it is. Now, it does come with a bunch of extra content, like a bunch of, like, almost dossier-style, like, information chunks and oh, stuff that man. you can look at, but not really worth it when the games are 70 bucks and yeah. they're not even improved versions. They're just literally, like, either worse versions or the same as the old ones. Um, which I, I grabbed get the Cowabunga Collection. Oh, the is that the one with the turtles in time and all the different turtle yeah, games? Yeah, it's all like the NES, the oh, nice. Game Boy, the Genesis, and Super NES. And then it's got the arcade uh, games. So the first arcade game and Turtles in Time as well. So, so to add on to uh, what I'm excited for, I would have to say the next games that I'm excited for are probably Yakuza... Uh, Infinite Wealth. Infinite Wealth. Um, I'm looking at Persona 3 Reloaded. But I'm not like super super into it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I want to play it because I've never played Persona Three, so it would be my first time playing Persona Three. Um, I've heard play- three, four, and five are all really fucking good. They are. The only thing I didn't like about four is that the dungeons are like kind of procedurally generated. Oh, yeah. I and hate mazes too. Yeah, like all Persona games apparently are like mazy as fuck. Five isn't bad. Five Royal. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard five isn't bad. Yeah, five Royal isn't bad. It's kind of mostly in hallways, but um, then yeah, I haven't played three, so I'm kind of excited for that. Obviously, I think everybody knows I'm not. I'm not excited for the game that comes out shortly after Persona Three Reloaded, and that's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, so that's not on my radar at all, but um. Yeah, I think 2024 does not seem like it's going to be the same year as 2023. No. For and games. I'm okay with that, man, because like we had so many fucking good games last year. Yeah, we need to catch up. Yeah. Also, and this is going to be part of the topic that we're going to be talking about here in a second, but the it, it it's hard to celebrate games right now because of the the state of the industry. Yeah, it's fucking brutal and, and it sucks because it's like. And- you want to celebrate the devs that still have jobs, but you can't help but feel like the games right now that are coming out are a little bit tainted. Yeah. And no doubt. it sucks because like, and we'll just, you know what, we'll just go ahead and get into the topic because we might as well. Um, I just want to add one more thing before we leave completion stuff. I, uh, I used to be a completionist like until I started streaming. 
So it's kind of funny that like we kind of like swapped. Like you never were like a trophy hunter, hundred percenter. But I was like, dude, every game I played, I had to have like every I every like item, every dungeon yeah. I had to do. I was like that with everything until I started streaming. Um, like there's a game on the PS2 called Rogue Galaxy, and there's these things called the Seven Star Swords, which are like these legendary swords. And like there's no way unless you are going to spend like two to three hundred hours in the game, you're never gonna get all seven of the legendary seven star swords i had all seven i had them all souped up to the max and this was on ps2 and then of course they remastered it on ps4 and added trophies <laughs> and i was like nah nah <laughs> but yeah I, and then there's the ghost ship at the post game there's like this ghost ship it's like 300 floors of like dungeon but the best in but it has like this pokemon style mini game and the best insectron is on the captain's seat of the uh the ghost ship which is the final floor so it's like i had to have it right i had to have everything man i spent i put over 300 hours in that game jesus yeah i can't really talk i've put over 400 in elden ring yeah so it's crazy though yeah but uh well and a lot more in final fantasy 14 so yeah, uh, that's an MMO. Yeah, like, true. MMOs but... don't really count. Like, I put, probably put, like, 600 hours in Star Trek Online. Right. I've been playing it off and on since, like, 2012. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. So, yeah. we're going to talk about a little bit the state of the industry right now because it's kind of a it's kind of a big topic right now. And it I feel it's something that we do need to talk about because as a, as a gaming podcast, it's it's pretty current news. Uh, especially just a couple days ago with Microsoft laying off 1,900 people out of its 22,000 people workforce. I mean, that's almost 10% of their workforce Crazy, just got dude. just got randomly cut. Um, now, I do want to give the caveat that obviously they just had a giant merger with Activision Blizzard. There's going to be people filling roles that are kind of redundant. And in any corporate merger, you're going to have people lose jobs. Uh, because obviously you're not going to have three people doing the same job. Yeah, yeah. That one person could they do. They already like, have a guy for that position. Like, yeah. It obviously it makes sense that people are going to lose their jobs over a merger because it just it's just the but way it goes. Not that many, but not 1,900. Like holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's like that's insane. What kills me about it too is like instead of finding other jobs for those people to do, they just sort of like fuck it, you're gone and. The problem is some of them aren't getting severance packages. And it's really? like, yeah, the gaming industry is bigger than it's ever been. Like, oh, easily. Billions and billions and billions it's of dollars. It's bigger than Hollywood. It's bigger than the movie industry now. Like, I'm pretty sure Bobby Kotick just got a $400 million severance package from for retiring from, well, technically Microsoft, but uh Activision Blizzard like how are you giving that guy 400 million dollars but you're not keeping the guys that you probably pay $60,000 to work for you yeah like i get it obviously like we said the merger and you know that happens and you're not going to have this many people doing that many jobs and blah 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 find other jobs for them you're a massive company move them yeah. to another division you know make positions for these people like i feel like 1900 out of 22,000 i could see 200 
Right. Or you even, know what I mean? Or even 500. Yeah. Yeah. But 1,900 out of 22,000. That's insane, dude. Like, and then I think they said the statistic right now is that there's been 5,900 layoffs. Holy fuck. Just this month alone. Just like within this year. So, there, for comparison, there was like, I want to say there was like 14,000 last year total. And we're already at almost half that now. Jeez. Like a riot games just let go of I think five to a thousand people. Um just the last week. And it it, it makes you wonder and it, obviously I think we've been talking about this for a long time, but triple A development is not sustainable right now. No, it's and it's garbage. Like look at uh In, Insomniac spent three hundred and fifteen million dollars on Spider Man two. That's insane. Like I might be a little bit off with that estimate. I think it, I know it was over three hundred thousand, but I don't remember how much. But I think it was three hundred fifteen thousand or million that they spent on Spider-Man Two alone. I do remember seeing a thing saying that they're not going; they're going to be cutting back what they what they spend on the next. Like you would have to, dude. Games. I mean, even if you, sp- I understand that if you sold ten million copies at six. $60 a piece or $70 a piece, you're going to make quite a bit of your money back, right? I get yeah. all that. But eventually you your costs are going to outweigh your sales. What happens? Oh, yeah. What happens if you spend $300 million on a game and it only makes 150 million gross? Exactly. You're like fucked. you are not accounting for the fact that your game might not sell. Yeah. Like okay, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man is a an IP that is going to sell because it's a comic book thing. It's a video game thing. People love Spider-Man. It's a huge, huge IP. And Insomniac has a huge A good track record. Right. A good track record. However, eventually superhero burnout is going to hit an all-time high. Yeah, well, it has in the movies. Uh, Yeah, and it's already hit the movie industry. And like long, like after the first Avengers movies, well, like <laughs> what <it> end, me? <laughs> after legitimately after Endgame, it Dude, just, I didn't even get that far. Just fucking plummeted, <laughs> and so eventually that's going to hit the video game industry. It's just inevitable. So what happens when Spider Man is no longer a console seller? What happens when Insomniac has to resort to other games to sell, other than that IP? Well, look like, at the shitty. Uh... That shitty Square Enix, uh, Aven- was it Avengers or something? Yes, they lost yeah. money on that. Oh, they lost out the ass. But what I was going to say is you've got like all these idiot CEOs that probably don't know anything about gaming that are just running these companies into the ground. Like Square Enix, everyone was like all stoked because they got this new CEO because the last one was all NFT horny. But now this guy's like, he just said in like a statement like last week or the week before that they're going to they're going to focus more away from our uh, JRPGs and going to focus more on other other like genres. So now they're pushing how many fucking emails have you got on like what what is it called Splatoon like the yeah. Splatoon ripoff Foam that, Stars? Yeah, like nobody's playing that shit. Yeah, it'll it'll be a game that lasts like 2 or 3 weeks and then that's it. Like Yeah, and and here's the <sighs> stupid thing it's it's so incredibly insane and stupid because they literally just axed all their IDOS games for yeah. this exact reason. They literally were like, wow, these were all epic failures. Forspoken, epic failure. Fucking all their Tomb Raider Actually, stuff. Forspoken was an in-house game. Yeah, yeah. But that I mean, was, like, yeah. 
it's not a jrpg right like right right, the only they're only games where they're like making money instead of losing it out the ass is jrpgs and they're like spending all their money on fucking all these shit games that are low quality like cash in on like popular fucking ripoffs of games that were popular like two years ago right well i mean look at first soldier that game came out and it was it was literally final fantasy 7 fortnite Fortnite Absolutely. came out however many years ago. Like, if you were going to hop on that train, you should have hopped on that train when Call of Duty did it. You should have hopped yeah. on that train when Fortnite was getting popular. When, when What was it? Apex Legends? Apex Legends. <laughs> H1Z1. Like, you've got to jump on that trend when it's, when it's riding high. But if yeah. you jump in three years later, that Nobody trend... Nobody gives a fuck. Right. Nobody gives a fuck because they're already playing Fortnite. They're going to play yeah. it because it's Final Fantasy VII. They're going to play it because it plays like Fortnite. Like... Yeah. And then... You're imitating that, but something. They, but they keep axing all their mobile games, too. Right. So, all their so mobile they're games. Like, they're like, let's focus on mobile games, guys, and then ax them all so they have no consumer trust. Like, Which is insane because if you look at it... saga right now, man. If you look at it, j- mobile gaming in Japan is the biggest part of their market like it is like look at how popular the switch is there look at how popular phone gaming is there that's Mm -hmm. why games like dissidia opera omnia brave that's fucking getting the axe though that's getting the axe first soldier got the axe uh dragon quest tact got is getting the axe that got the axe uh near reincarnation just got the axe um they axed chocobo mr or uh chocobo racers or whatever the fuck it was called yeah, that one was fucking bad. Dude. Yeah, I pre-ordered that. Game. Like, the games that they sell are mobile and Final Fantasy and Dragon yeah. Quest. Why are you focusing away from those games? Those are the games that keep you afloat. Like, yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen is keeping your doors open. Yeah. So you need to be riding the Final Fantasy brand like they used to, not yeah. fucking trying to move away from it. Like, I get trying to expand. You don't want to be known. It's like an actor not wanting to be typecast. Why are they not making a fucking Chrono Trigger pixel remaster? Like they right, it it prints money, dude. Right, it, it is fucking prints money. They, I'm sorry, and I'm going to sound like such a fucking boomer when I say this. They but have I've, the dumbest fucking marketing plan. Or I feel like CEO. that company went downhill the day that Sakaguchi left that company. Oh, it started, definitely. And I know what people are going to come back with. They're going to say, oh, the Spirits Within. Oh, this this business venture, that business venture. Dude, Spirits Within is awful. Fucking Sakaguchi uh, got them to the dance. Absolutely. You know, Sakaguchi... So did, so did like, absolute, high-class, high-quality JRPGs. That's the that's literally what they're known for. They're not right. known for anything else. Well, the thing was, Final Fantasy, to me, is not copying... I guess technically you could say it copied Dragon Quest, but it copied but it something. it its own trail. It copied something within its own genre. Yeah, now, and then and then branched off and blazed its own trail. Right. Square Enix is trying to do this thing where all their games that are of a certain type are now jumping on trends. Absolutely. And when you do that, you are only getting short-term success because trends mm-hmm. are Die. forever fleeting. Like, yeah. you look at TikTok. Perfect example. I try not to. I know. <laughs> Same. Short 30 second to 60 second videos. And you see these waves. Like if you get your algorithm stuck in a wave, you see all these different memes 
of the same meme. People are hopping on the meme train, and then eventually someone comes out with a new meme, and everybody's hopping on that, and then the yeah. old meme's just dead. Video yeah. games are the same way, dude. If you look at video games and how they've trended, you see things like Fortnite. Every company starts making a Fortnite version. Yeah. You and see things among, like Among Us. You see things like Minecraft. Now there's all these builders games. Yeah, Dragon Quest builders, you know, yeah. Splatoon. Now all of a sudden there's Foam Stars. There's, you know, there's going to be other games that are like that that are coming out. Here's here's the thing with It's like, like there's no identity anymore and it blows my mind because to me Square Enix always had an identity. Yeah, they did. They blazed not only did they blaze their own trail, they set the trends at the time like in their day. They were the peak of high of highest quality graphics, highest quality like storytelling, highest quality gameplay, like turn-based gameplay. Like I don't know, man. They they were trendsetters and now they're just followers and, and, and I hate and to see followers it too. that are so late to the party all the time. And I hate to see it too because it's it is a is a company that I I grew up with. It's a company that I love and I yes. it's it's like watching your friend go into this state of decline. It's like you, watching your friend like get into drugs or something. Like, like you, you know what I mean? Like become yeah. a heroin addict. And everybody's like, "Oh, there's so many great games coming out of Square Enix. They're not marketing them." Yeah. I mean, they look at how many the... look at how many good games that Square Enix makes to this day not named Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest that are coming out that they don't market. Dude, they don't even market Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, dude. So, I guess I could talk about this because we didn't really talk about uh the success of Dragon Quest Monsters since it came out. Right. Dragon Quest Monsters within like 2 weeks had sold out physical copies across Japan and fucking North America. It's still they still haven't like printed new copies. And they they were like sold out in like 2 weeks. Like it's almost impossible to find a physical copy of Dragon Quest Monsters the Dark Prince. And it's like they didn't promote it. There's still people commenting on my videos saying, I didn't even know this game was out. I loved Dragon Quest Monsters on the Game Boy. It's like, holy fuck, dude. These are fans that are, have been waiting for fucking 20 years for this game that they don't even know is out yet well, because you didn't fucking promote it at right. all. And if you think about it, like, not everybody is like us. Like, there is a, a large subset of the gaming community that looks up news and rumors, and we're... You know, we do it because of what we do. Yeah. And, and we're very into the video game world. But the mm -hmm. average casual person doesn't look at marketing. They don't look no. at... They see a commercial on TV or they see, like, an ad on the internet or they see it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But the general public does not, like, get as in-depth with, like, reading exactly. news articles and... and Looking, you know, they they wait until they see it on a shelf or something, and then they look up a review. Like, yeah. that's what the casual video or game audience see, is, and that's what makes up the most of, of your sales or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like at and, least, at least that's the least they could do is promote it in like YouTube ads instead of seeing the same Kia commercial for the five hundredth time. Look at how many people I see saying like saying, "Oh, I love Bravely Default. I love Octopath Traveler too." I love mm -hmm. The World Ends With You. I, I love th all these IPs from Square Enix. that they, they never market. Yeah. And it's like, you want to give them a chance, but you're like, dude, why are you not marketing these games? And then every once in a while, they put, like, the least possible effort into it. Like, that, they did that Act Razor 
sequel or re i don't even, I still don't even know if it's a sequel or a remake i think it's a remake and it was apparently like absolute dog shit they did that uh valkyrie i don't know if it's square enix but so they did that uh valkyrie profile it was that new that new one and apparently it was absolute dog shit um speaking of following trends like final fantasy 16 was 100 percent just trying to follow what was popular at the time it, that it was nothing like any final fantasy game like they were trying to to capture that western audience and i think what they don't i enjoyed final fantasy 16 not so much my second playthrough because i felt like i was just going through the motions with it yeah um first playthrough i loved it um second playthrough i kind of felt like it was dragging a little bit because i was trying to get the platinum and everything else but the problem is that final fantasy used to have an identity as mm-hmm. the JRPG frontrunner in the world. And it still is. I think, like, for the most part... I don't think it is now. It. I think other games are showing that the JRPG genre is not all just Final Fantasy, but I still think if you're going to think of a, of a JRPG, Final Fantasy is the first game... You think so? I think so. I think Final Fantasy is the first series that will pop into the average person's mind when they think JRPG. However... That being said, the reason that is is because of the pre-established... The legacy. The legacy. Yeah. Unfortunately, that legacy, since probably around the time of 13, has not been looked about at the greatest. Yeah. Other than Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, I liked 15, but it's still, it's not the same. It's not what you're looking for in a Final Fantasy game. It's, It's a westernized JRPG. Yeah. Is all it is. And, like, I like the games. I'm not... Like, this is not me disparaging the games. I'm just saying this is my perspective as somebody that grew up playing 1 through 16 now. Yeah. Of what I've seen over the years. And, like, I... Again, I say all this stuff from a place of love because I love this company and I exactly. love what they we do. Exactly. We want it to succeed again. We want it what, to succeed again. And yeah. maybe this is just the boomer in us talking... But I I truly believe that if they went back to their roots, mm-hmm. they could sell millions of copies. And I don't just Easily. mean like three to five. I mean like Final Fantasy VII numbers. Yeah. Like. With proper they, marketing and the game yeah. that actually brings everything back and has the effort put into it that the classics had at the right. time. Like they could blow the roof off of the. I'm not. Industry. I'm not saying you have to do a pixel version of Final Fantasy 17. No, like I I'm not. Like that, I'm. Yeah, it would be cool. I'm not saying like it has to be a mixture of modern graphics and whatever. It could be another Final Fantasy eight, nine, ten, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you would sell numbers. Yeah. If you show, and that's the thing too, they want to westernize because they want to capture a bigger Western audience. Most of your audience is Western. Yeah. Most of your primary sales come from the West. And now they've been burnt like how many times since like Final Fantasy 13 came out that And it's like it's just they've obviously they've ruined their reputation. Obviously what we wanted from the beginning was Japanese media. Yeah. If we wanted western media, we would buy western media. Exactly. The reason we enjoy these games and these anime and is these because what they were is because what of they what were. they are. Yeah. They're not our style. Like yeah, it's it's a way to find other cultures and other styles that are not your own. 
Exactly. And that's like it's like honestly, if you think about it, it's like a, a a Japanese restaurant opening, and then they serve all this great Japanese food. And growing up as a kid, you remember always eating there with your family and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they start selling cheeseburgers, and their Japanese menus like slowly going like like diminishing down to like California rolls. And then and they're I, like, and then they're like, why isn't anyone eating here anymore? Right. Well, and the other thing too is like, I guess from that perspective. Now, let me reverse the perspective from the developer's view and and, and play devil's advocate here. These developers have been making Japanese games their entire career, so I understand that there's the there's the want to make something different. There's a want to make something new. And but doing Square that, Enix made a variety of different franchises right. that all had different gameplay styles and stuff. And doing that means you might have to make a Final Fantasy game that is an action-based game, and that's just the nature of it. And I completely understand that, and I appreciate that as somebody that can appreciate an art form that video games is, and also somebody that doesn't want to constantly make the same thing over and over again. I completely understand that. But if your reasoning is that you're trying to capture a Western audience, there's a fucking reason why we all bought Final Fantasy VII. There's, yeah, there's a reason we all bought that, Final man. Fantasy VIII and nine and ten and twelve. Yeah. There's a reason we like Japanese media. It's why Berserk is one of the biggest manga slash anime in the world. It's like it's Dragon why, Ball, fuck man, Dragon Ball, One Piece. All of these anime that are out, yeah, one of all of these anime one that are out there. Shit. The reason we like them is because they are not our culture. Because there's something different. Because there's something yeah, we're looking for. Something different. Man. We're looking for something different. Because Western and media unique. fucking sucks. Yeah, it does for the most part. Like, except South Park. South Park, dude. Yeah. South Park. I've been getting so good. caught up. I've been getting caught up on South Park, and it's still it's so as good. good as it was. When you need was, to like, watch the new fucking... specials. They're so good. I've seen. So I saw the. Uh, I just finished the vaccination special. That was the watch, the, watch the cred one. Watch the fucking. Oh, I'll be watching them all. I just got to get caught up, dude. You need, you definitely need to watch that because it's got OnlyFans, it's got cred, it's got all that. It's fucking hilarious, dude. You yeah, see I'm Randy's excited. dick for at least twenty minutes of the entire episode. <laughs> what? It's hilarious, dude. It did suck during the uh, the Tegrity Farms arc, and it lasted like way too long. Yeah, there was definitely a big lull there, but I feel like it's getting good again. Where? Yeah, it it goes in waves, um. But yeah, I I don't know. I've we probably maybe we we're a little bit harsh in our rant on Square Enix, but don't think then we again, are, man, I honestly don't feel like we are. And I again, I it's it's like one of your best friends that you grew up with and find and and then like you you meet them again and every time you meet them you're like man i think they're on meth or some shit like you know what i mean <laughs> it's like man and and you're like you really want them to get the help they need and like turn their life around that's kind of where we're coming from right when it comes it's to like Square Enix. and i know there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be at least one person that either listens to this or watches it or whatever that's going to say oh, you're just bitter about Remake not turning out the way you wanted and everything else, and that's why you feel this way. It's like, no, I felt this way before Remake came out. Oh, yeah. And it's, I was hoping that Remake would be the one that switched me over, that yeah. turned it around for me, and it wasn't. And that's that's kind of why I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with voicing my opinion now because I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't care if fucking Joe Blow Blue Hair on the fucking Twitter, or X or whatever you want to call it, calls me a fucking idiot and says, you're dumb, I hate your opinion, blah, blah, blah. Because guess what? I don't fucking care anymore. You people, not you, the audience, but 
speaking me. to speaking to those people have ruined any sense of give a fuck that I have anymore. I mean, that's the whole reason I came back to do this podcast is because yeah. I just don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it about what I want to say it about. Exactly. Like, and that's What's why the point I feel right. like with uh, as, as like a big part of like the whole reason we started the podcast was like so many creators are, are fake. And I was really hoping that this was going to like turn around, but it's just getting worse and worse. It is like people. I don't know if it's like people just want people to agree with them. And I think that's also like like you see like politics and stuff now is so divided too. like. Back in the even like the 90s, whoever the prime minister or president was like everybody ripped on him. Right. But now you rip. I If I rip on Biden or I rip on Trump, you have like half the population who's like, oh, fuck you. Like they're like mad about it. Yeah. It's like, dude, back in the 90s, you always just ripped on everything your fucking leaders did, man. And now it's like. It's so everything's so divided. You know how many blowjob jokes got made in after Clinton, Clinton? got busted in the Oval Office? Like, yeah, dude. everybody was making them. The Oral Office. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's funny. It's funny that you bring that up because me and my wife, and this is not really even about politics or anything, but me and my wife were talking the other night about movies and stuff and like comedies and stuff like that. And it's like I feel like shit has just gotten so tame. Like you mm. couldn't make Tropic Thunder today. No, you, you couldn't make any of those like 80s comedies like, no, at all. You couldn't make The Ringer today. And The Ringer has no. like a has like a great message, but you couldn't make it today because someone would say that it was making fun of the mentally challenged. Yeah. And it's like it's, Have you ever seen that movie? But the oh, only part I know is is when they're like sitting on the bleachers and they're like, "When the fuck did we get oh, ice God. cream?" <laughs> that movie is so fucking funny. That's the only thing of the whole movie. I've you need seen. you need to take a few hits and then watch that movie because dude. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's one of the those last the last sure. time I did. Oh my god, I laughed so fucking hard, my chest hurt. Like I like I my favorite movies are like the like as far as comedies go are like those ridiculous like ten million jokes per second eighties movies like Airplane, yeah, and like stuff like that. Man, like oh my god, um, fucking like the Naked Gun tr yeah. like movies. So Leslie Nielsen is like your favorite. <laughs> yeah, dude, like Leslie Nielsen comedy movies because like you've got it. Like I remember I've watched Airplane like probably five hundred times. And every time I'm like catching new jokes that are just like you, if you're looking like in the background, there's like shit going on. It's like in one scene, there's like 500 jokes, man. It's I crazy. always feel so stupid because I movies find... take themselves too seriously now, too. I think. Well, every movie is trying to send some fucking message now. Mm -hmm. And whether it's anti this or pro this or like everybody's like trying to shove women into everything. And not that that's bad. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like. No, movies don't feel genuine anymore. They don't yeah. feel like they yeah, don't feel like like you're making a movie for the art form. You're making a movie because for an agenda, an agenda, and that's what sucks about it. Because and, and I'm not saying like movies that have agendas are necessarily bad. Yeah. It's just that when that is your whole premise for making that movie, yes. that's it just when turns it turns out shitty. That's when it because you're not doing it for the art form. You're doing yeah. it because you're trying so hard to pump a message or say a giant You're not fuck doing you. it to, like, tell a story. You're doing it to try and, I don't know, prove a right. point, I guess. Right. Because, like, 
here's the thing like uh people always call it like woke media or whatever and like it's yeah, honestly not even it's not even that it's just bad writing is what it boils down to i feel right. because we had like fuck remember spice world man like that movie was huge when that came out i i like spice world like that's a good movie and then there's like um so that would be like uh like we have so many movies now that are like girl power, blah, blah, blah. But that was like, dude, that was just a good fucking entertaining ass movie that didn't take itself too seriously. And it was awesome. And then you've got, um, cause there's like this whole like women badassery, but it's always like written bad, but you had like alien, the alien movies back then. And Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver was a total fucking badass. I know. Like the, the people think that it's because like, like you, you even kind of mentioned like it's because all oh, women are shoved, but that's not even it at all. It's just bad fucking writing, man. Like no effort put into anything. It's just like why? But back to my like original point where like I feel like I feel like it's honestly just like the big media companies are just trying because the more the more people are divided, the more like rage clicks and and support right. clicks they get, right? And I think I think it's it's up to like. To like us like regular people to like look at that and be like no fuck them because if you take if you take your average canadian and average american no matter who they're voting for or what they support at the end of the day they're supporting and voting for that person because they believe that is the correct route to good things happening like a lot of times and this is how politics were back in the day and i i i do honestly believe that like Trump is a fucking polarizing dude. Like uh, I'm oh, not. Yeah. Even if you, even if you out, support, he's out of the, yeah. Right. Even if you support or don't support him, his whole imagery is to be polarizing. Yeah, exactly. But, but when it came to like regular leaders or people running for government, but pre Trump, it's like the guy that's voting for this guy and the guy that's voting for this guy they both see those guys as the best means to possibly the same end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's different ways to go about reaching the same goal and everybody's essentially reaching, going towards the same goal. They all want good things. Nobody, even the people like, like I don't like Trump, but even the people voting for Trump aren't voting for him because they, they, they want him to like fuck up society. They're voting for him because they think he's going to improve society. Right. You know what I mean? And and like if 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 I am like pro fucking left wing and you're pro right wing, at the end of the day, we're still going to have more in common with each other than like than fucking, we think. Than we think and then like the politicians that are trying to turn us against each other. Right. You know what I mean? Like like you have more in common with your with your fellow like regular everyday citizen than you do with like all these like billionaires and politicians right. and like well, it's leaders like, and stuff like that. To, and they're to, just trying to like turn everyone against each other. Right. And unfortunately it's working. And, and to that's that, something that we need to end. To that point, to actually lead that back into video games, you have these people that will take a bullet for these companies. All Nintendrones that don't give a fuck about them. I see it all the time with Square Enix. That like, yeah, they could literally use shit to paint the disc of their games. 
do Nintendo and, and, and hand it like, to you to put in your PS5. Pokemon fans. And there are people that would say, thank you for the opportunity to play this game. Yeah. Like, I, I, I am okay with supporting a company that you like, but it is not the flex you think it is. No. To defend every shitty decision they make. Like, exactly. Call them out for the shit decisions they make or the things that you don't like. Yeah. And support the things that you do because just blindly supporting everything something somebody does is just it's not It just leads to downward quality right. like, all around. Which is exactly what we've been seeing over the last like 10 to 15 years. Like it's hard to criticize anything because people think you're instantly a hater, but the reason why You're criticizing I... it because you want to improve you want it right. to improve. Obviously, you've got to filter out the fucking idiots that are like, this game bad, can't click this, this game bad. Like, obviously, you've got to filter out those stupid fucking reviews that don't matter. But sometimes this game bad. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) this game bad. But, like, you, you have to find that happy medium of knowing what criticisms are legitimate to some people and what ones are not. Like, obviously, if I say that I don't like the way this camera is on a video game... To me, that is a bad camera. To you, yeah. you might be okay with it. So that's yeah. a criticism that you just have to understand is purely subjective taste. and because yeah. of me and my taste or because of my vision or because of, you know, how I like my characters to look or my field of vision in the game itself. Like, those are <laughs> criticisms that you have to know are legitimate. And then there's ones that are like, uh, I don't like that this character's blonde. Blah, this game's bad. It's like... Dude, my the- favorite, my favorite probably game review of the past like two years has been was like, <laughs> and I I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's like satire, but it's like I suck at this game. It's bad. <laughs> like one out of ten. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I love so Duke uh, Dunkey actually makes a, a riff on this this kind of topic. Um, he reviewed Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And one game, he was like, Pokemon is a dumb game for babies. Oh, and it's yeah, I remember. Or whatever. It's the same fucking game. But it's he the gave same like fucking a, game. He gave, it, like, a stellar review for one and, like, a shitty one for the other. Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious because as soon as it starts, it's like, this game is for dumb babies, blah, blah, blah. And then he then he reviews the second the, the other game, which oh, is literally pretty much the exact same, same game. game. And he goes, Pokemon is the greatest game ever made this game is has slick turn-based combat and it's like holy shit dude that is like the greatest two yeah. video joke i've ever fucking seen like yeah dude he's the best he, he, he is he's definitely like he's the I guy hate... that when he jokes people take him so seriously that they get mad about yeah. him joking and and to the average person you can tell that he's joking but like i said there's these people that cannot differentiate what is satire and what is literal when it comes to criticism. And, like, I get it. Not everybody understands, like, humor or social cues or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, But, dude, like, taking a bullet for Nintendo is not the flex you think it is. Taking a bullet for Square Enix, not the flex you think it is. That's my only issue with Donkey, is he's a bit of a Nintendrone. Like... But he will make fun of Nintendo games, too. Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. Nintendrones are the worst gaming fans i feel like like you've got your you've got your 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 final fantasy 7 fans <laughs> and then you've got your uh no i think nintendo would be right under there 
because I was going to say Kingdom Hearts, but the Kingdom Hearts fans are harmless, man. Like, I don't like Kingdom Hearts games. They, uh, they are like, okay, I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Kingdom yeah. Hearts fans aren't assholes. As much well, as I and, rip on Kingdom Hearts, sometimes Kingdom Hearts fans rip on Kingdom Hearts. Well, so I can't even... I used even to hate Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts fans, but I, even, I, I honestly don't anymore. Yeah, even Kingdom Hearts fans are like, yeah, I we know the writing's fucking stupid, but yeah. we like it. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's cool. You gotta like, respect that. You gotta respect that. Yeah. But then yeah. you've got, like, Final Fantasy fans where, like, they will not admit that something's bad. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel like Square Enix fans fall under the 10-year rule, where after, like, five to ten years... Oh, they it, think a game's good. They think even a if game's good. bad. Like God Final Fantasy it. 13 is yes! getting that right now. Final Fantasy 13 is getting that right fucking now. It's super weird. The fastest dude. I've ever seen it is now everybody's sucking off Forspoken. Oh, what? There's a bunch of people right now on Twitter that are like sucking off Forspoken saying It could only like, be because nobody it's it's got to be like uh like you know when like the like like polio how like how nobody has it anymore <laughs> so they're like polio probably wasn't that bad but it's probably like that's how forspoken is because it's like nobody has a copy of the game so like, com- it couldn't have been that bad <laughs> our, our, com- our comparison tonight has been spot on uh, <laughs> yeah. first our friends are on meth now they've all got polio like yeah we're batting oh, a thousand God. in fucked upness here yeah metaphors, but uh maybe yeah since we got kind of on a tangent but also back into the main the topic and then back on a tangent and then back there's into the topic. topic again yeah yeah there's a topic <laughs> uh let's start well we're probably an hour and a half into this at least and we're just now on the main topic um so games that transcend their yeah, genre a more, a more positive on a more positive note. yeah yeah on a more positive note now that we're done bitching about everything under the sun yeah. including the sun uh the Sun Game- and Mario 3, though, top tier. I hate it, but I yeah. love it. Games that transcend their genre. Now, what we're talking about here is games that we... So let's say you have a genre of games that you don't like. Like, for example, you don't like Souls-likes, right? Yeah, or first-person shooter games. Or first-person or shooter games. platformers. Or hack and slash games. I don't like a lot of genres. I'm Jesus, are you? do discover. you like video games at all? I do. Uh but uh so you're like why are we doing this podcast no uh but uh so like games that maybe get you to play that genre that you don't normally like but because they hit you in such a way they transcend that genre for you yeah games Um, that are so good that it doesn't even matter what genre they are you like you're gonna play them and it's just like you're like wow this was an amazing game regardless of if it's the type of game you would normally like to add to the previous part of our earlier topic there are people that apologize for dirge of cerberus that's bad that's a yeah. bad game that's a the, really honestly, bad the game. beginning of the game was pretty fun but i it's think cool cutscenes, but holy shit i think it would have been like three stages and like a $20 game when it came out, it would have been fine. But but anyway, uh, <laughs> so I had to throw that jab in there. Uh, so I'll start. For me, it was Elden Ring. I did not like Souls likes at all or Souls games at all. I mean, I fucking right. hated them. Never liked them. In fact, when I bought Sekiro, when it came out, I fucking hated it. Um, 
I then got Fear of Missing Out with Elden Ring and decided to play it. And now I'm six playthroughs deep and over 400 hours into it. And now I have not only platinumed it, I've platinumed Sekiro, which has now become one of my favorite games. Uh, I've got three playthroughs in it. Um, I have the platinum for Bloodborne. And I've beaten Dark Souls 1 through 3 and Demon Souls. I've now beaten Lords of the Fallen and uh, Lies of P. So you could say I'm pretty into Souls-likes now. So I obviously there are games that just hit you in a certain way and unlock parts of your brain that you don't normally unlock. And Elden Ring was that for me with Souls-likes. So for me, it's like it's not even... Like, for you, it's almost like it opened up a whole genre. But for me, it's like, I, I still am not a fan of that genre. But there's, like, a game, the games that just, like, poke through, right? That are like, wow, that was, like, fucking incredible. Like like your finger in the toilet paper? Yes. When you get the old a little butthole action with the <laughs> TP. Um, so for me, uh, probably my biggest one recently was uh titanfall 2 man like i do not like great first person shooter games i'm really bad at first person shooter games um the star the star wars battlefront games i'll play but like yeah. for the most part like first person shooter games i'm so fucking terrible at them that it's like not even worth playing and i just don't have a lot of fun with them for the most part um but titanfall 2 was like if you've if you've never played it and you're not a first person shooter fan look into it if you've never played it and you are a first-person shooter fan, what the fuck are you doing? Because it, it's it got to be the best first-person shooter game I possibly have ever played in my life. It probably has the best campaign I've ever played for a shooter game. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. Like, I, I if I'm playing a game, it's, I'm only playing the campaign. Like, I've never, I've never bought a... Uh, uh any game to just play multiplayer in my entire life i don't think uh i wouldn't say that uh shredder's revenge no because i still played through it like single and, and we played through the campaign it was co-op well yeah you know but I mean, I mean still you bought that knowing full well we were gonna play through yeah you know, two, two to it, four players but it's not the same as like like call buying call of duty just okay to play yeah okay. you know what i mean that, like that's online multiplayer that's fair. I'm only going to play, like, if I'm buying a game, I'm only going to play the campaign. Right. Or, like, mini games and stuff, too, right? But but Titanfall 2's story was fucking incredible. The gameplay was fucking incredible. All the little, like, stuff you could do was, was so well implemented. Like, it really felt like, um, what was that fucking game? Mirror's Edge? Yeah. It, it had, like... It had like all the good things you could do from that without feeling like, like shitty. <laughs> I don't know how to describe my experience with Mirror's Edge, but I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. No, neither and did I. I. Wa- and I really wanted to, but it it was like it was so well implemented in that game, and then that wasn't the focus of the game either, right? It was just something that happened to be in the game that was implemented really well. And then, like the the story, the relationship between the the main character and like the Mac, and like, fuck me, was that game good? Play that game. The the controls were really good. The the weapon types, everything about it. There's not. I can't think of a single bad thing about that game. Yeah, Titanfall Two was really good. I actually did a review of it on my like my original channel. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I I loved Titanfall Two. Um, it, so it, it sucks that Respawn hasn't made another one. Yeah, um, no shit. I remember when the first one came out, 
And I was heartbroken because like the trailers looked great. And I was heartbroken because I found out it was like a multiplayer only game. Mm -hmm. So that's why when the second one came out and had a campaign, I was like, oh, I should I'll I'll pick this up, whatever. Like the first one looked really cool. And I didn't know what what it was going to be like story wise about at all. I just knew like I like mechs. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And then it was fucking phenomenal. Actually, you Uh, know what? Now that I think about it, uh, it's funny that we're talking about a respawn game because respawn did the Jedi games. And oh, really? Je- like Fallen Order? Yeah, Jedi games oh, are souls likes. Yeah, Jedi games are souls likes. Like, uh, they're built basically on the souls model, right? Uh, right. And they're yeah, really good. That, but I didn't and know I've, that was the same company. And I've finished both of those. So, oh, cool. I did. I had no idea they made those games. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Um, for three D platformers, and I've mentioned before, I can't fucking play them because. I have no like 3D depth perception in gaming, um, but the uh, the only ones that ever really drew me in that were so good that I played like almost all the games in the in the series was uh, Ratchet Mar- and Clank. Mario. No, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank and Spyro. And I guess I can't say I played every Spyro. I played Spyro one and Spyro two. Okay, but I really enjoyed them and. It's I don't know. Spyro on when the PS One was like early. I don't think people understand how big Spyro was back then. And it's just like now it's like almost like treated like a a secondary thing. Just like a lot of those old like mascot platformers and stuff are. Yeah. But man, fucking Spyro One and Two on the PS One were absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then they did those reignited ones and they were really good. And then the uh, the Ratchet and Clank games, I actually didn't get into until the PS3, like the future tools of destruction on the PS3. And that game, and I, I don't even know why I got it because I know I don't like 3D platformers. But I think it was like, I think I played another uh, another first-person shooter that really stood out to me, like the Resistance games. Yeah, those are good. Those were good. Those need a fucking remaster on like PS4 and 5. But I think it's like, because like all the like the different, the weird weapons and stuff is what like spices it up. And then when I was like, oh yeah, I guess Ratchet and Clank has those too. And then I think that might be what it was. Because I feel like as much as Ratchet and Clank games are 3D platformers, they're also like, zany third-person shooters yeah. as well kind of thing so i think and collect-a-thons and everything in. else yeah and i actually i think i almost platinumed future tools of destruction because i'm i was missing one gold bolt bolt and i just could not get it for the life of me i thought about getting rift apart purely so i could try to platinum it rift apart i heard was really good it is I've, they're I've, all good man I've, I've yet to play a bad ratchet and clank game, insomniac's honestly. good yeah Cause I went back and bought all I've like all the PS2 ones now, and I went back and like played them all, and they're all fucking good. The only one that sucked, I have, uh, I have one on the on the PSP, and it sucks at kind of ass. Cause you play you like only play as Clank for the most part, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very good. But those um, definitely stand above. I see. I'm a little bit different because I play a lot of different games. Like I play sports games, I play RPGs, I yeah. play you know. I play a lot of like different genre, genre. of games, except for Souls likes, and that's why yeah. it was so funny to me that I ended up getting into them and really loving them. Um, I would say if there was a style of game that I'm least open to, 
I would say, and this kind of tails back to Elden Ring too. I would say it's open world. Like, yeah, I have a love hate relationship with open world games. Same. And when everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to find out if this game's open world. I'm just kind of like, because I, you know, we grew up on RPGs that didn't necessarily have open worlds. Like, I guess you could argue it was an open world, but not like a sandbox. Right. Like, I guess you could argue that eventually Final Fantasy games become open worlds, except for like 10 and 13, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, like, all the old games had airships, and you could travel. Yeah, there's, and... like, a linearity forced by vehicles, basically. Yeah, right? there's a there's a forced linearity until a certain point, and then you can start going back to places. So, I wouldn't necessarily say that the old games are not open world, but they're not really. Yeah, it's like a linear open world, and sto- very story-driven, more so. Right. Than... Whereas, like, when... um, Because Scar- even... Even, like, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is open world as fuck. But it's still, like, to me, it's got enough linearity that I'm not just like, oh, let's fucking go over there. Like, you know what? I don't know right. how to describe it, but... Right, and it's like, so when Scarlet and Violet came out for Pokemon, I was really excited for it because... I was too. Because, for me, the idea of an open world Pokemon adventure sounds badass like it it sounds cool and for to be honest it was for me i i didn't obviously like the performance issues and graphically the game could be a lot better but i enjoyed my time with it because it was an open world pokemon game that i had been waiting years for like when i watched the pokemon anime when i was a kid i always felt like ash was on this open world adventure where anything could happen and that's kind of what I wanted Scarlet and Violet to be like. And to be honest, it kind of was. Like, you found water Pokemon in water areas. You found ice Pokemon in the mountains. Like, you found rock Pokemon in tunnels. Like, there were Pokemon you would find in areas that where they should be. Like, fire Pokemon, like Ninetales, would be in, in a volcano. Right. Stuff like that. And I think that's cool as fuck. And and being able to go and do those things and find these Pokemon and and I found a Dragonite just flying through the air. Like really? that's, that's badass, you know? But the problem is is that performance issues and everything else that Pokemon has done over the years to not provide a complete Nerf. experience yeah. has has ruined the re- the reputation of the Pokemon company. And I wish that like they would look at at what they're putting out, they're a billion dollar company. They should be putting out fucking banger Pokemon games. And I know yeah. they're limited to the fact that they're on the switch and all that, but like, come on, there's plenty of switch games that look better than that. Well, look at the fucking Xenoblade games, man. They're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, phenomenal. It just... Dragon quest monsters was fucking incredible, man. Right. I loved it. I don't know. It just, dude, when you said um, watching Pokemon as a kid and seeing Ash go on these adventures and stuff, it just hit me in the nostalgia so hard. Like I know, because we on the on like Pokemon Blue, we were on that adventure. Right, you know what I mean? Because you saw him. I think it was the the first 
game TV show adaption that like you are you the player go on like basically a similar journey to similar places that the uh, the main character of the show is in like the, is journeying to and it was just like wow like all of a sudden I could all, all of a sudden like as you were saying that in my head just pop like Viridian Forest like those yeah. shitty little tree sprites and like walking through that but like when I was a kid, man, oh my god, that was the adventure and of a lifetime. The the sense of adventure and wonder back then was just amazing because yeah. you didn't know what to expect. And it's like yeah. now everything is so cookie cutter. Yeah, that it's like it's the same. It it's weird because there are times where I'm like, I want oh, the same Pokemon adventure. Silver, so yes. good. It's like the same adventure I had back then. I want to have now, but then when you yeah. produce the same game, I'm like, well, this is just kind of boring because it's the same thing I've done already. But you, you don't know, want like it, you don't want the same thing as in like the same thing. You want the same. You want a game that gives you the same feeling, the same feeling, same atmosphere, yeah. same sense of wonder. And I just feel like Pokemon has not had that for a long time. I don't know. Has any game had that though? Like I'm trying to think. Like Dragon Quest Eleven is the only game I can think of that had that that gave me that same like sense of wonder and adventure that that like those old games used to give. I don't know. I think the last Pokemon game that I really hammered into. I was, really liked Sun and Moon, honestly. Besides really Scarlet did. and Violet was Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. That was really fucking good, but it was a remake. So it wasn't it wasn't that same like sense of wonder because it's like I've been to all these places. before, Right. But still, I, it was really good. It but. was really good. and It, it kind of gave me that sense of adventure. Um I, don't know, I really man. did like Sun and Moon. A lot of people don't. Um, I get like the, the what is it? The beasts, the Galacta beasts. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Yeah. The, that storyline was really fucking dumb. But the the storyline about like this, this is how a uh, Pokemon league starts Begins. out basically yeah. was fucking cool as shit to me. I now. also think it's really cool how in Pokemon like Silver, Gold, and Crystal, you get to face off against yourself from the past. Yeah, dude. Silver is the best. There's nothing I'll ever top it. I, I basically skipped Gen 3 because of how good Gen 2 was. And when I found out that after Gen 3, you don't go back to Johto or anything like that, I was like, well, what's the fucking point? And I didn't get back into Pokemon until Platinum. I wish. Or, or until until uh, Soul Silver, actually. I'll tell I'm you what Platinum. I wish. And this is an MMO that I would probably spend thousands of hours in if pokemon came out with an mmo that wasn't like a fan made and they put like a lot of good effort into it right and it was dude they could they could do the honestly the best thing they could do is have it start out in johto is the best thing they could do because you start out in johto you could do all of johto then you could do all of kanto and then create a new region like they're a no billion dollar company. To. There's no reason why they could not create an MMO that was just fucking phenomenal. And everybody would would subscribe. Like oh they could my god! For it. Everyone would subscribe they, to it if they put the effort into it. Dude, if they charged fifteen dollars a month, they would everybody. make money hand over fucking yeah. fist. Absolutely. Like I I don't know why they've never pulled the trigger on that. That just seems like I'm because they don't know how, man. They can't they can't even make fucking regular Pokemon games. It just sounds like it would print money. 
like was it uh was sword and shield the first one that had like those oh wilderness areas that they're fucking great and oh the wild areas yeah Yeah, they're just shit well what pisses me off about the whole thing is that like once they find a good mechanic they get rid of it Oh, they always do like Mega Evolution. The Mega Evolution happened to Pokemon since dude. Silver. Mega Mega Evolutions is the greatest mechanic in the entire. I like Z moves too, honestly. I you know I kind of did. I was I liked them, but like Mega Evolutions was where it was at. It's for way me. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't make Blastoise look like a fucking head of cabbage anymore. Right. <laughs> but... I've always hated them because on the Game Boy, when I first played Pokemon, I loved War Turtle and Squirtle. And then the, I remember the first time evolving Blastoise on fucking Pokemon Blue. And I was like, why did he turn into a head of cabbage? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Wartotal has been my favorite Pokemon, like, ever since. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I miss when games felt like... Well, Final Fantasy fucking 9, dude. When you get through, like, Gazamalook's Grotto and you're, like, in this whole other area and, like... yeah. Or, or do you leave Lindblum for the first time? Because you're on the run for a good chunk of Final Fantasy IX, and then you're, and then you're like you end up in Lindblum finally, and then you're like exit Lind- Lindblum, and you're like in this whole other area. Like it's just stuff like that, man. Like it's games like leaving. Don't have that. It's anymore. like leaving Midgar for the first time, and you realize there's a whole giant world, world out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like fuck, man. Games just don't have that sense of wonder. I'm trying to think of any. Like Dragon Quest Eleven did because you're constantly going to like all these different countries and stuff like that. They all have their own like charms and sensibilities, and but I w- I still wouldn't say it had it as much as those those other games did. I think I maybe mean? Oblivion. I never I don't play a Western RPG. Uh, Oblivion or maybe uh, maybe uh, Fallout. Ah, Fallout Three. I would say kind of had a bit of that. Yeah, because you come you come out of the vault and then you realize like the entire world, world is out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say, uh, yeah, Fallout Three would be the like other than and and like I'm not saying it's like one of my favorite games or anything like that because it's not like Fallout Three, but I would say other than like other than Dragon Quest Eleven, the only other game that's had that in the past like fucking maybe. 15 years would have been followed three for me yeah i I get what you're saying because when you brought it up i was like well no but then i thought about it while we were talking and i was like yeah you're kind of right there isn't really a a game that i could say that's that's really maybe elden ring honestly because like you start out in like this just pit and then you open the doors of this like tomb that you're in and all of a sudden you see like every major point on the map Right. In, in view and you're like holy shit this world is massive and it's basically a, a map where if i can see it i can go to it go to it yeah and so you know what? mega man legends was kind of like that for me because like it's 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 kind of open concept but not really like you're in dungeons all the time and stuff like that but like i always was like oh man what are we gonna see next and i was like always like it wasn't a sense of wonder. It was like a sense of like, of like intensity and like almost like stress. Cause like the last dungeon was, I I would just beat it by the skin of my teeth. Right. And then mm-hmm. you like cash in all your stuff to like upgrade all your stuff. 
And then you're like, man, if that was how the last dungeon was, what the fuck are we going to be up against next? Like, there's also games that, like, gave that, right? And, like, when you say Elden Ring, I think, like, you probably experienced that a lot. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like, um, so even the Dark Souls games that aren't necessarily open world, you you go from one area of the game and you're like, holy shit, I just went through the hardest fucking struggle I've ever gone through. Yeah. And then the next part of the game shows up and you're like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But it's it's a good feeling because you know you overcame the thing before that, so you yeah. know you can overcome that. The ol- There's a... Okay, so maybe there's more games like this than I was thinking originally. But this, it's different, though. It's not the sense of wonder. It's it's a right. different thing. It's I like think, a sense of, like, fear that, like, drives you, though. Right, but I think what I was gonna go with was, uh, for me, Breath of the Wild. Um, It had that... I guess it's kind of a trope now, where you exit from, like, a tunnel or a cave or a tomb or whatever, and then there's just the world. Right. Um... Breath of the Wild is another one where I felt like I'm on an adventure. Like, Yeah, I bet that one would have had that. It's not sure. just this is a game. Like, This is something I'm walking out into, and the world is just there for the taking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not a Zelda guy, so that, that game never really, like, appealed to me all that much. But, like, I totally could see it. I could totally see that. Like, Ocarina of Time, I think the biggest reason... I'm not like an Ocarina of Time fan, but when I was a kid, that was the first ever like 3D, speaking of like genre, like fucking games that like exceed their genre, Ocarina of Time, I think everybody that grew up at that time period played and loved that game at one time. And it still is the highest rated game ever on Metacritic. Really? It's a 99 and it's not that good. Like, <laughs> like, like. no offense, but I, I don't really like it all that much. But at the time, there was nothing else like that. There right. was nothing where you were in a 3D open environment and you, like, adventured in the world and everything looked like, at the time, like, realistic. And it definitely had that sense of, sense of wonder. It definitely had that, like, kid that's, like, on an adventure in the world kind of feeling i still think like classic pokemon possibly did it like best back then but i remember like i distinctly remember like i never had an n64 but i had a friend that did and and we would always like play ocarina of time at his house and i remember like coming home and playing fucking zelda with like my toy swords and stuff like because like that was something that yeah, I had played Zelda one before. I had played uh, Link to the Past before, and mm-hmm. I I I really enjoyed a Link to the Past. Like I really like it. But even a Link to the Past didn't have that same sense of wonder that Ocarina of Time had. And Majora's right. Mask, dude, Majora's Mask, I I would put above Ocarina of Time any day of the week, and it it definitely had that sense of wonder and that sense of dread. See, what's funny? Now, we were talking about Pokemon earlier, and and you talking about like other games in a, a series or whatever, it reminded me. I think a big missed opportunity for Pokemon in general is not having a new Pokemon stadium. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- like Pokemon stadium back in the day, I played the absolute fuck out of one and two. Yeah. The second one I played a lot yeah. and it's like, I feel like it would be so easy now 
with but I ev- think- everything being online, that you could do Pokemon Stadium 3 and have it modern games that go into it because like you have Pokemon Home, you have the ability to transfer everything within the same ecosystem and everything else. It would be super easy to do Pokemon Stadium 3 and bring all of your mons in. Now, the bad part would probably be balancing it to like because it's basically just an arena fighter for Pokemon. So like what I was going to say is like is there even a point to having another Pokemon Stadium game ever again? Because the point of Pokemon Stadium back then was seeing your Pokemon in a 3D environment battling, right? Whereas right. now the every Pokemon game has that. Right. Like and I guess you could say like if if the part of Pokemon Stadium was that you wanted to play online, well, you can just play Play online pokemon like yeah so i kind of get it but i feel like it would still sell i mean fuck pokemon snap the new one sold like crazy dude the new one is good yeah the new one is good it was way better than the original and i liked the original yeah so did i it was fucking great i feel like pokemon just used to be a front runner of the industry and i feel like anymore they're just copy and pasting yeah see i don't even know I, I hate to say Pokemon was a front runner of the industry. I feel like Pokemon was a really good entry point into JRPGs for everyone. Like it was, right. it was the most approachable JRPG series. I, I think as a media franchise, it was a front runner because it is, it is. The, oh yeah. As a media franchise, it is sure. one of the biggest franchises in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I can't even say like, like Pokemon soul silver, my favorite Pokemon game of all time by far. I can't say that I would put that above like any like good Final Fantasy game or or like, right, Dragon but, game, right? But I'm talking more like in and where it sets in the industry itself. Yeah, like success wise, right? Like it's yeah, the yeah. biggest. It's one of the biggest IPs in the world, like yeah, bar none, for sure. Yeah. I would I would even I don't know the numbers, so I'm talking out of my ass here, which is what I usually do on this show. But yeah, I would almost be willing to bet that. Pokemon is the biggest media franchise in the world. It could be. It could be. And you like, know what the worst part of that is? Is that the last like three games have been like the shittiest ever and right. the most low effort bullshit ever, and they're the best selling ones in the series. Right. That's what's the worst. Because you're then that's telling the devs to just phone it in forever, right? It's just uh shit like that is what's killing the industry. The 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 fans that are like even if you don't like it, you should still buy it to support developer the developers. Is yeah, like, no. If I don't like it, I shouldn't. Fuck, I shouldn't dude. buy it. Like, just because you don't like getting kicked in the dick, this guy here that says he'll kick you in the dick for five dollars, you should probably pay him and get kicked in the dick just to support him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, holy fuck, who's got money to do that? <laughs> Are there any other games that transcend genres for you? Besides just 3D platformers and uh, shooters and stuff like that? Yeah, like, definitely, like, the original Doom definitely did. And, like, Wolfenstein 3D. Because I wasn't into I wasn't into first-person shooters, but those games were, like, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's really hard to dispute anything. About, like, like, Doom being really exceptionally really good. Um, Doom 2 kind of, like, had me by the balls and then kind of got shitty halfway through um and then doom 3 not so great yeah doom 3 was just like a weird game yeah a lot of people really like it but not not me man yeah i don't either 
Um, I'm trying to think. Ah, Outrun, the Outrun games. I'm not like a fucking driving or racing game fan whatsoever, but dude, the Outrun games are so good. I think I think when you take that like arcadey approach to anything that's like normally like very nuanced, you just end up like pleasing everyone. Like look at NBA Jam. You don't have to like basketball at all to enjoy NBA Jam. Everybody loves NBA Jam. Right. But I th- I think I think again, just like what we said earlier about like movies, I feel like games take themselves too serious now too. Where where like like even like like Spider Man for example, like it's telling like this serious uh, story driven thing in this like very serious world. Whereas like I like Spider Man on the PS One has like all this stupid shit, but that's what made it fun, right? Like right, like I think games need to go back. As much as games are, yeah, they're a front runner. The it's the biggest ind- media or entertainment industry in the world right now, and the most successful. Um, it's still the games still need to be games. I think at the end of the day, and right. I think we lost that too. Well, we a lot of the quality. Them are, a lot of them are going towards that like cinematic yeah cinematic movie quality, which is like, fine. They're like have those games, but we also need games that are just fucking games and i think that's why the yakuza series is so popular because they have both of that they have right the incredible storytelling but then you've got like the fucking an entire you run into a club of grown men that dress up like babies and you have to go around and like spank them and shit well like, you, you know what i mean what's funny is i i like to think of the yakuza games as like they have a serious story but it's like you're watching a bruce lee movie where like it's supposed to be serious, but there's like these moments that are so cheesy that are so cheesy, but that's what makes it like a P adds to the great. Right. Cause I love Bruce Lee movies, even though Same. they're clearly martial arts movies. And those movies always have like, dude, the, the drunken o- master, like the, the over the, the top Chan ones. Yeah. Like the over the top side characters. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to think that Bruce Lee's this big badass, you know? And then like, these guys are like coming out of a fucking room and they're all gangsters and he beats every single one of their asses. Even there's, there's like 50 of them. That's like the Yakuza games. Like, dude, like, and obviously Bruce Lee, hundred percent respect to him. One of the greatest martial artists ever to live, but his movies are very clearly like they're cheesy. They're self-indulgent. They're very like, I'm a badass. I'm going to prove to everybody in the world I'm a badass. So I'm going to beat every single person's ass in this room. Sometimes simultaneously. Even though there's 50 of them. Yeah. But they're campy and they're fun. And that's why they're good. Like, they may not necessarily quality wise be good, but in, in a entertainment sense, they're good. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the medium is for, man. It's for fucking entertainment. And I think, I think Sega, is probably who's always kind of got that the best, like the most. Like Sega games all still have that arcade feel that I feel like every other company has like thrown out the window because they want to be so serious and cinematic and all this stuff. But like you've got like the Yakuza games, you've got like even like the Sonic games, like Sonic Superstars was fantastic. It didn't take itself too seriously. Frontiers did, and it sucked ass in my opinion, but I don't know, man. Movies. Well, look at the Sonic movies, man. They did really well because they didn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. 
They had great messages and they were fucking fantastic movies that basically retold the plot of a fucking 1993 Sega Genesis game. And we like, and and as much as you don't like Mario, the Mario movie is really good. Yeah, I'm still not going to watch the Mario movie. It's really good, dude. I loved <laughs> I it. Mario I so I you know what? Fuck anybody that says that movie's not good cuz I loved it. I love that movie. I've seen it like five times. Oh, really? Uh, my kid likes it too, so that's another reason why we've watched it. But, uh, guys, I I think that's gonna be it though for the episode. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. That was yeah. a good one. That was a good. That was a good. We that rambled. Was a good... This is the most rambly and off topic I think we ever got, but it was a good time, and I hope well, you we... guys enjoyed it. And we've remember had... to ask your uh, questions in the comments and on. On uh, Shitter and on uh, the Spotify, all that stuff. Ask yeah, your questions. Yep, for sure. We'll do a, we'll do a Q&A uh, for the episode 15. Yep, for sure. We'll we'll announce that as well, too, on our social medias and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Um, I This was a good episode. We caught up a lot on what we've been up to. We you know got some, some opinions out there and really... Uh, I think this was a good episode so i think this is a good we place to end it. the old oyster if you will yeah i don't think anyone <laughs> says that i don't think I, anyone's yeah. ever said that before yeah i think that's yeah i don't know <laughs> so anyway guys don't forget we are on spotify itunes soundcloud for now and my youtube channel and uh don't forget to leave likes subscribes uh answer to the questions or whatever on each episode uh ask them even ask them even and uh (laughs) on that note i think we're done here so i'm alex aka soldier first class i'm Corey, aka dookie zero three and you've been watching episode 14 of the gaming effect where we talked about the games industry the layoff situation and uh pretty much everything in between so all right guys have a good one have a good one Later, guys.